Welcome to the Red River Podcast, where we recognize our strength relies on our bond. We are challenged to live a life on mission. So what does that look like as a wife, a mom, in my career, or just a typical everyday? We unpack the highs and lows as we share practical tips, uncover areas most of us work on, and thoughts on where to start. So grab a friend, and I'll introduce you to some of mine as we engage in coffee chats about how to live a missional lifestyle as an everyday woman. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and you're listening to the Red River Podcast. Welcome to the Red River Podcast. I'm your host, Candace Reyes, and I am so glad you chose to join us today. We have a fantastic show in store for you where I speak with our guest today about how God is bigger than our excuses. And we're going to highlight one of those excuses that is so relatable to a lot of us. Before I introduce to you our guest and our topic for today, I need to ask, are you a part of our email list? When you join our email list, you learn all about our latest events like the Red Rover Women's Conference and even receive discount codes for items and events. Don't miss out by joining and receiving these incredible discounts by logging on to hookstocrook.com. Again, that's hooks with the number two crook.com. You might have heard me mention about our Red Rover Women's Conference. I would love to invite you to join us on June 10th and 11th in Brookshire, Texas, which is about 37 miles from the heart of downtown Houston and about a 10-minute drive from the city of Katy. We have two remarkable speakers that are going to be joining us at the hangar in Brookshire, Texas for the theme, Love Where You Are. They will be sharing about stories of their own life, their seasons in life, where they didn't really like where they were, let alone love it. But God met them in those seasons and showed showed them his blessing in store for them. Our speakers are Courtney Richard and Mary R. Snyder with musical guest Alicia Dorsett. You can reserve your tickets by logging on to hookstercrook.com backslash mhmerch or eventbrite.com and just search Red Rover. Now, I want to remind you that all of our links for today's show will be in our show notes below. So it's an easy stopping spot for you to go find out how to join in on all the fun. Being different, we can either welcome that difference or we try our best to hide it. Today, my guest knows too well what it's like to look different, act different, even share differently than others. With a lifetime of sitting in church, my guest, Lucinda Hall, thought she had the whole Jesus thing figured out. But when it came to the words that blew apart her careful, controlled, and crafted facade of achievement-oriented Christian perfection, she heard, your son has autism. Nothing would ever be the same. But Lucinda understood. Now, looking back, that's exactly where God needed her to be. She had to shake out her own thoughts about what God is to discover who God is for her was so much more. Lucinda understood the desire of wanting to hide. She shares with me in today's chat how God had to open her eyes to see if she really believed that we are all fearfully and wonderfully made, image bearers of God. Then how does hiding, in her case, Thomas, show others that this is true for her? And better yet, how does hiding Thomas show Thomas this was true? She knew she had to do something about it. So 
that compelled her to start living out her own calling that God has placed before her. We dive deep into this conversation, so I hope you grab some paper and a pen with your favorite cup. Let's dive into my chat with Lucinda Hall. Hey, Lucinda, thank you so much for coming on to the Red River Podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, I cannot wait for us to talk about this theme, which is God is bigger than our excuses. And before we start, though, I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself, about your passion, and how that has influenced your life so far. Well, I am coming to you from my 70s ranch style in Central California. I am am a, uh, a teacher by training and by nature. I'm currently not teaching because... I have two kids that one is a freshman in college. I can't even believe it. And then I have a 17 year old son who's a sophomore in high school and he is on the autism spectrum. And that is one of the reasons why I haven't gone back to teaching for cash money because apparently I get to kiss, to get to teach for like goldfish crackers and, and kisses. <laughs> so I am very passionate about uh, teaching women and kids and anyone who will stand still about the love of Jesus and the love of our very trustworthy God. And even those who are not standing still, huh, Lucinda, you're willing to teach them too. Yeah, I, 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 I might be known to chase kids around <laughs> in a, in a Jesus-y way and, and say, Jesus loves you. Try, yep. to, try to walk now. Yes, Stop yes. Running. <laughs> right, right. Slow feet, slow feet. <laughs> well, in your timeline, um, when you heard that calling on your life to be a teacher, to, to teach about God's word, when did you actually choose to embrace that calling? Um, so the, the teaching part has always been uh, a part of me, even in elementary school and high school, I was teaching the, the grades that were younger than, than I was, uh, on Sunday mornings or on Wednesday for, uh, youth programs. Um, and again, yeah, I went into uh, teaching public education. I taught, I taught first grade for a hot six months, um, I made them cry and they made me cry. <laughs> so I uh, jumped up to like fifth and sixth grade and then junior high was my sweet spot. Uh, but then when the, when my own kids came, then it was time for me to stay home for a little while. Uh, and then when Thomas was um, about two, two and a half, we got an autism diagnosis and that really kind of, um, it shook everything to the core. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, um, so my, for, so for speaking, um, we were 10 years into our autism journey and learned a a ton. And one of the, the, the women's ministry leader at our, our church said, Hey, we're looking for someone to speak on, on, at our Christmas dinner. And we thought you'd be a great fit because you're funny and um, you're always teaching our kids about Jesus. So you must want to teach women about Jesus. And at that point after, and I didn't even realize it had been 10 years. So I'm giving my testimony, my autism testimony to this 
group of of nicely dressed Christian women with delicious food because I mean really we we meet to eat let's be honest yes yes um I'm standing up there giving my um my testimony about how God took me from broken to um a place where I could talk about the goodness of God again and I'm up on the stage and I realize that it had been almost 10 years to the day that we got our autism diagnosis to the day I was standing up on that stage, finally able to say, God is good. God is trustworthy. He loves all of us. And it wasn't in my speech. And as I said it, I like looked at the crowd and they didn't even, I don't think they even knew that it wasn't in the speech, but I had this total aha moment. I was like, oh, 10 years for the scar to finally heal Mm. or the wound to finally heal into a scar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as I stood on that stage and looked out at these women and then afterwards, I'm not trying to brag, maybe a little bit. (laughs) I had a line of people wanting to talk to me about their grandson who had autism, their nephew, their niece. Um, how can I help them? What, what, how, what can we do to, to, to let them know that Jesus does love them? Mm. That's when I realized that there was a big need mm-hmm. um, that in, um, in special needs and in aut- autism and all kinds of you know, things that we lump into that bag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of hope mm. sometimes. Mm. And that's a big fat lie. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are all, we are all fearfully and wonderfully made. And the, and, and I had a couple of people say, and you're so happy. How can you be so happy? Well, the joy of the Lord. You got mm-hmm. to choose that. And I, so that's, I realized that at that point, that's when I really got what we call, you know, the call standing up on that stage that that's, this is what I was supposed to do. I am supposed to encourage men, women, children, people standing still or not standing still mm-hmm. that Every one of us is fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of God. We're all image bearers of God. And nothing can separate us from, from that love. Amen. Amen. Well, and I love that you shared today that it took you 10 years. It was at 10 years before you actually could say, and I'm sure during that journey, it was, it was like going through the wilderness with God as he was retraining you about who he is and who, and how much he loves you. And and I I want, I want people to hear the fact that friend, if you were struggling with stuff with God, he's going to have you go through that wilderness first because he's got to retrain you. He's got to re recapture your heart, recapture your mind. And, and so I'm so grateful that you shared that listen to, because even though when we go through these wildernesses, we think that it, it's going to be forever. I, I'm never going to get to that promised land, or I'm never going to get to feeling that hope again. Mm-hmm. But yet, 
today you just shared you did and you still do and you have that hope and now not only do you have that hope but you get to extend that hope to others who need to know it and so i think that is just so powerful and i'm so grateful for you to share that thank you thank you that is he he uses all things for his good Absolutely. I mean, there it's, that is just one of the 8,000 promises that are in the Bible. I Googled that. I didn't count them. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, just to be clear. <laughs> you, didn't go, you didn't go and like count one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> that would take forever. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe on one of these trips through the Bible, I'll do that. Yeah. But at this point, I'm just going to ask Google right. and, and hope someone else fact check that. Okay. I understand. I understand. <laughs> well, speaking of Google and, and Instagram and all those things that are on social media, we just pulled people from social media. What stopped you in the past from saying yes to the calling in your life? And they, we got so many incredible responses that I felt were so relatable. And I would love for us to unpack one of them in particular, before we started the show, I sent those responses to you. And there was one in particular that really just resonated with you. And it was, isn't it easier just to hide? And I would love for you to share with us why (laughs) I'd love for you to share with us why you, that resonated with you. Uh, so it's easier to hide resonated with, with me because I I have a tendency to, to self-protect and it is, it, it feels easier to say, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Than to admit uh, to admit weakness, because somehow that means that I'm not doing something right. And in reality, it's just real life. Real life requires a relationship. Real life requires us to be authentic with each other, because if we can't be authentic with each other, there's no room for um, the, the gospel that we are, we are imperfect people saved by grace, not by works, not by all the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Hiding felt like I was protecting myself. Hiding felt like I was protecting uh, my family because things were not okay when, well, that's not quite the right word. Um, when Thomas was younger in those, in those 10 years where we were trying to figure out what real life was going to look like, and it wasn't going to look like our dreams. It wasn't going to look like what I thought everybody else's family looked like, you know, there's all, all the soccer mom things or football moms or whatever, you know, all of that looked drastically different. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't want to show people that we were different. Mm. Yeah. Different, 
different can be scary. Different can be very intimidating um, because we learn, especially at, at a young age, I, th- I think it goes back to when we were in like elementary or even junior high, when we get made fun of if we are different or if we have a different thought process or if it's not, or if we, you know, aren't matching, you know, we wake up on the wrong side of the bed and we're just trying to get our shoes on and we got two, two wrong shoes, you know, <laughs> just because, but it's different. And so we tend to feel like that is something we need to hide instead of seeing that that different, that's what makes us beautiful is that we are different. And, and that God created this mosaic picture and not every color is the same because if every color was the same, then it wouldn't be brilliant. It wouldn't be so beautiful and bright. And so I think for us to real, and the enemy wants that, right? The enemy wants us to hide away and not um, allow him, not allow us to shine brightly for God in in our differences. And so I think I I can totally relate to the thought of needing to hide because it is easier. Nobody has to to know any of this. Nobody, I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to expose all these different things in front of you. And so it's just easier to be vulnerable. So what would you say, Lucinda, to somebody who, who's maybe struggling with that still, and they, they think it's easier for them to hide versus choosing to be obedient and stepping out in that calling that God has given them. And is there a scripture maybe that you could also give them to, to hold on to. Oh, absolutely. The, they're talking about the the diversity being, diversity shouldn't be divisive. Mm -hmm. Diversity in, it's the body of Christ. Uh, The body is, it, you know, the body is made up of many members. We're not all arms, we're Thank not, goodness. <laughs> we're, right. What are you going to do without any feet? And someone needs to taste the food. That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Probably yeah. not. <laughs> Can I feed the tongues? No, I don't right. want to uh, the tongue. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't well, want to I've got tongue. other issues with like the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. it Curb the tongue. Let's go into James. Anyway, no. So back to the question, which was uh, the promise that I would tell folks who feel like they don't fit into um, the quote unquote Christian box mm-hmm. where uh, your, your purse matches your shoes and all your kids are dressed in coordinated outfits. Um, Psalm 139. We are fearfully and wonderfully made wonderful are your works. Wonderful are your works, Lord. We know that full well. There's no, there's no asterisk in there that says, unless you have autism, Mm -hmm. unless you struggle with mental health, Mm -hmm. unless you're um, divorced, unless you're, Mm -hmm. you know, fill in the blank. Right. We're all image bearers of Christ. And when you hide, like when I hide, when I, when I hid Thomas, um, other people who have autism or have people with autism in their families, um, don't see that it is okay to struggle Mm -hmm. and that it's okay to ask for help. And that God is glorified 
in all of his children. Thomas doesn't respond in the same way as his other sophomore kids in his grow group. But watching those boys interact with him and letting them have the experience of that, of being the hands and feet of Jesus for my son, it's so powerful. Mm -hmm. It is so powerful. There is a place for everyone in God's kingdom. And if I can't, if I can't walk that walk, then no one, then I can't say no one else can walk the walk, but other people can, because they see me do it Mm -hmm. and see me fall on my face sometimes. Yay. Yeah. But that's, it's important to be that, that person that kind of says, yes, come this way. This is where Jesus is. Oh, your son doesn't speak. That's okay. Neither does mine. Mm -hmm. Your son flaps his arms. That's okay. Come over here. We love Jesus. He can flap his arms over here. We're, we're the flapping section. (laughs) Yep. Yep. We're Pentecostal or something. Right. (laughs) I hope that doesn't offend anyone. Sorry. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. But yes, I, I agree. I mean, exposing others to the difference is that's how God made you. That's how God created us to, we have our strengths and we have our weaknesses, but that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with us. A weakness doesn't mean that there's something wrong. A weakness just means, Hey, there's something that is not as strong as something else. And you can, you can try to work at being stronger in that, or it's there to just show God's glory through you that, you know what? His mercy is good each and every day. Amen. And, Amen. and we need that. We need yes. that. We, well, we say, we say, we say so many times, you know, saved by grace, not by works, but then we work mm-hmm. and we judge everybody by what they do. Mm-hmm. Well, um, sometimes our, our head and our heart aren't on the same that was a big lesson for me. That was a lesson that God had for me was that if we're really not saved by works, we're called to works, good works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if, if we're saved by grace, that is, it seems simple, but somehow it wasn't for me to wrap my mind around. Yeah. Well, and I wrestled with that too. I mean, I did for, for years, I always felt like I had to be good enough. And to be honest, I will never be good enough. We will never be good enough. It's only by the blood of Christ that we are ever even enter. We can enter into the presence of God himself. And so that is, that is, that is the beauty is that it takes all that weight off of us and works. It's not a chore. It's not something that, uh, we were, we were meant to do to, to be to doing it begrudgingly works was a blessing because we yeah. get to be involved with what God is doing. He is inviting us in to do things with him. And that is, that's exciting. That is exciting. And that is an honor it in is. itself. It is. It's the fruit. Yay. Yes. It's delicious. I love fruit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, and you know, as we were talking, it took me seven years before I actually said yes to embrace my own call. You talked about it being 10 for you. and It was seven for me. And a lot of the reasons for that was the fact that I had two fears, two large fears. Now, granted, there was other reasons why I hesitated, but 
there was these two large fears that I, I wrestled with and they were feel, fear of failure and fear of success. And I'd love to know, did you struggle with any of those before you actually stepped out in your calling? I, I did. I did. I did. Um, you know, I, so I'm, I'm going to land on definitely, there was a, a little bit of the, the fear of failure in there, but honestly, the bigger chunk for me was uh, fear of success. And I, I, so I don't know if you can tell by this podcast, but I, I do like to talk and I think I'm kind of funny. Other people might not think so, but you know, they can turn the channel. And so, so two things for the, like fear of success. If, if I succeeded in getting out there and speaking God's, the, the message that he has for me, Mm -hmm. um, the one, one fear of that success is, well, where is that going to go? Does that put me in uncomfortable situations? Cause I, I also like to know all the answers cause I'm a bit of a control freak okay. and we don't get to know all the answers and that makes me nervous. So that part of success, um, was, was something that was a little troubling. And then the other thing was I have a tendency to think that I'm awesome. And <laughs> I didn't want, I struggle with making sure that this is all, this is about God. Mm-hmm not about me. Right. So sometimes the devil will whisper in my ear, look how smart you are. Mm -hmm. All those people were clapping for you. Mm -hmm. And I have to literally tell myself, no, go away. Satan, get away. Mm -hmm. This is, this is for God. And if it, and if that means that one person in that audience heard what they had to hear, that is success. Right. Okay. It's not about numbers. Mm-hmm. God's economy is never about numbers. It's about knowing that one person heard what they needed to hear to move closer to Jesus. Amen. So yeah, that's my. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. I mean, when I was struggling with success, I was worried about, okay, so what's going to happen if, if you, if this does take off Lord, what is it going to do to my family? What is it going to do to like, just the way we live our lives? How is it going to affect my kids? How is it going to affect my husband? And, you know, Lord, so I, I wrestled with all of this and, and God is so gracious because he knew I was wrestling with this with him. And, you know, one of the things that he showed me was that I could, I could place my trust in him to make sure he was the one that was cultivating my pace. He was the one that was putting me before the groups that I needed to be before. He was putting so, me in, so. um, in, you know, in social media avenues or in groups or um, talking to that one person to help, you know, build their faith in Christ and, and share the truth with him. He, he was the one that kept my pace and he maintained it. And so I'd love for you to share a moment in your journey where looking back now, you have seen God intercede and maintain your pace. So I started the speaker journey. It was uh, 2018. So I had, um, I had a couple of years of, of 
of like, I was real like popular in the mops, mothers of preschoolers circuit. I, you know, I kind of had that, they, they were fun and I kept them awake, which is always nice because they're exhausted. <laughs> um, and so I was getting really good traction. And then there was this crazy thing called the pandemic. And I didn't know if you knew that, but everything like shut down. Really? What? I know. I, and it was shocking. Yes. Yeah. It really was. It shocking. really was. I mean, I mean, you know, it wasn't about me, but in this case, so what that did was, you know, it kind of, it cooled all the jets, mm-hmm. but what I did, what, um, what I did during that pandemic time, which has been, uh, which I would not give up for a million years now is I finally read the Bible all the way through in a year, or I, I won't even say in it. I did it in it. Well, it was a year and two days. Sorry, but I had never read. I'd studied, but never gone like I did the chronological one all the way through, and it was mind blowing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolute that persistent pursuit of God every day. Mm-hmm. Once I did it, once I got through Leviticus, <laughs> girl, that's what book I'm on right now. Okay. Yes. And yes. I love the law. I mean, it's yes. fantastic, but it's, it's a lot to chew. Mm-hmm. And once, but once I, that, so like three months worth of, of making that habit, I realized that I, I had cheated myself out of something wonderfully delicious and and hearty in God's, in reading all of God's word. Yes. And how, and in my head, I always knew, you know, God of the old Testament is the same as the one in the new Testament. But then as you read it, you're like, oh, he really is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, look, there's Jesus in the old Testament. What? Yes. Oh, Holy spirit. Oh, Genesis one. Holy cow. I, it's. And so now I, 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 I'm like round three through the entire Bible. And I'm ashamed to say it took me until my fifties to do that. And, but the, the benefit of, of God cooling my jets Mm -hmm. was to give me a, a much better foundation in his Mm -hmm. work. Because when you're up on that stage, teachers, as you know, teachers are called to a, a higher standard. Yes. And so many times people will ask you the hard questions and it's okay to say, I I don't know. Let's look at that together. Mm -hmm. But having read through the entirety of scripture three, two and a half times now, I'm more biblically literate and I can give people answers that I would not have been able to do two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So the spiritual maturity of reading and the discipline of reading God's word was mm-hmm. exactly what I needed before I went off half crazy on the stage yeah, saying, Jesus loves you, but that's all I know. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I will tell you, it, it took me, so I am on this journey as well of reading scripture. Um, and I'm huge on this. And In fact, that's one of the reasons why I wrote the book that I did 
because I wanted to encourage people to dive into God's word each and every day. Now we, I don't, I don't ever do as long reading it in a full year. There's a lot that you have to read all at once. And it's almost for me, like, like drinking from a fire hydrant where I'm going, I can't, I can't get it all down. And so one of the things that I have done with my book and what I encourage other people to do, especially if they're just starting is to take it in smaller chunks, three to five verses, because it's when you do the three to five verses, you're able to chew on it. It's kind of like how, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And, and so you've just got to learn how to do the, the smaller chunks. And friends, I'll tell you, I will be completed reading the Bible. Once I finish Leviticus, it's the last book that I chose to read. Um, (laughs) But I am almost done because you're right. It is, it is a very hearty chapter. It's a very hearty book. Um, and I think it's got so much goodness. I mean, I'm, I'm learning a whole lot about forgiveness and an atonement an atonement for that through Leviticus. And so I just want to encourage you guys, if you are in that pursuit of, okay, I want to read God's word, but I'm not exactly sure where to go. You know, listen to, she, she uses, what is it that you use to do the whole Bible in a year? Um, it's the U version app. And then I use, um, it's, um, called, it's called the Bible recap. That's the, the reading plan that I use through that. And so it, every day, it just kind of like tells you what you're supposed to do. Okay. So, so you can look at something like that. If that's something you're interested in doing and reading the Bible for a whole year, you can look at those options. But if you're like me and you need to have the smaller chunks and you need to have that smaller, smaller time frame because sitting down and you don't, you don't have all that kind of time in the day to just sit there and read um, chapters by, you know, chapters on chapters, then don't feel bad. Okay. I want to first off say, do not allow shame or guilt to enter that mind because there's no need for it. God knows that you have a lot of work to do. God knows that you you know, that he knows the plans that he has for you and they're for good and they are for you to prosper. And so guess what? Do not allow that to be something that you hold on to. But the second thing is, is you need to know that you can do that in 15 minutes, a minimum of 15 minutes. And anybody who's busy can find a list, like at least 15 minutes on their calendar to spend Mm -hmm. with God. And so you can buy, you know, pray, read and praise. Those are the three things that I encourage you to do. Pray, read and praise each and every day. And as you read, do for five minutes, three to five verses. And then as you're going through those three to five verses, ask yourself questions. What does it say about God's character? What does mm-hmm. it say about the people that he created? What does it say about me? Ask yourself these questions so that it will resonate and it will transform your heart. And so I just want to encourage you guys. It, that is that is the key, especially yeah. when you're choosing to say yes to God. You need to have God fill you up so that you can step out in that boldness and that, in that strength of him and the Holy spirit. So sorry, listen to, you got me preaching when you started mentioning about no, reading God's, God's word, because that is my passion. That is something I love. And I want my, my people to know that is how, that is how you're going to get where you need to go. Cause yeah, if you're diving is, in with him, reading the Bible is not about, um, I want to be careful here. It is, it is reading the Bible is about discovering God and Mm -hmm. God's character. It is not a list of do's and don'ts for Mm -hmm. behavior. Yeah. That there is room for that 
in knowing what God's character is. Yes. That is hundred percent. So if you yes. preach it, preach it. <laughs> well, friends, I know you probably enjoyed hearing so much about <laughs> Lucinda and she is funny. She is, a, she is amazing. And I wish you could see our, our zoom right now. Cause she's just beaming. I just, I love her. And I know you want to meet her and get to know her. So Lucinda, would you tell our peeps how they can get a hold of you? How can they book you to speak at something that they're hosting? What, how do they find out where you are? Uh, you can go a couple of different places. If you want to see what I look like and some samples of uh, my video speaking style, you can go to my website, Lucinda Halls. It's L-A-C-I-N-D-A-H-A-L-L-S. Halls, like the cough drop. Um, and then you can reach me at uh, lucindahallsgmail.com. I'm also on social media. Oh my goodness. I wish I weren't on social media as much as I am, but I try to make it fun. Uh, and that is on Facebook, Lucinda Hall's Christian Speaker until I write a book and then I'll add writer. And on Instagram, just Lucinda Hall's. Fantastic. And friends, don't just remember, I will put all these in our show notes below so you can go and check out where Lucinda is so you can meet her, talk to her getting connected, getting connections with her. And so friend, I also want to remind you when you choose to step out, whatever God has called you to do, let your yes be your success and give God the rest till next time. Hey friend, I hope you enjoyed my chat today. If you did, would you let me know by writing a short review? Also, one of the simplest ways for us to live a life on mission is to share the knowledge you learned. So if there was a friend that you thought about during this show that you think, hmm, I bet they would be inspired to hear today's episode, then can I encourage you to share it? You never know how it can impact somebody for the better. So again, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. I'm glad you came. Until next week, remember, let your yes be your success and give God the rest. <laughs>